What's up, everybody, and welcome to PPR Podcast number 59. It is the Week 7 Recap and Week 8 Preview Show. As always, I'm Chase Isidoro, and I'm joined by our North County Game of the Week uh, reporter, Nick James. And then we're also joined by today the field producer for the Game of the Week. That's Devin Reiners, and we're, we brought him here, obviously, because such a big matchup this last week, Lincoln against Cathedral. Uh, Devin, what was kind of your, you know, for, well, first off, you get to see all the best matchups every single week. That's first and foremost. So what was kind of your big takeaway from really the two biggest teams in San Diego? Yeah, I thought it was a good game. I mean, it had a lot of hype going into it, and it really, I mean, it lived up to the hype. It was, you know, 14-14 at halftime. And I know the final score was 31-17. You might think, you know, 14-point win, but it really came down to the wire. Um, so it was a lot of fun, and it really lived up to the hype. You know, and you, I think Lincoln got up to a 14 nothing lead, but then Cathedral's defense fought right back with their own pick six. You know, Roderick Robinson still eight on the day, 217 yards, three touchdowns. But like you said, it, you know, 14-point game at the final score, but really it comes down to Josiah Cox's game-winning uh, pick six where he actually picked it off, I think, about the 10-yard line. Cathedral was about to go in for a score. You know, you know that's how it played out, but how, how far apart were the two teams in your, in your own opinion? I don't think they were far apart really like at all. I think uh, they played a really close game. And I mean, I think if they played each other 10 times, it might be 5-5. Five, five. Um, I think they're both really good teams, and, and it showed on Friday night. And it came down to a really good defensive play by uh, Josiah Cox at the end of the game to seal that for Lincoln. Has Lincoln come away as like the best team that you've seen so far? Yeah, I think they have. I think... I mean, we've seen a lot of good teams. Like you said, we see the best game every week. Uh, but, yeah, I think Lincoln, to me, uh, looks like the best team that we've seen so far. Now, Devin, I wanted to ask you something. When when these other teams, when Lincoln gets into the playoffs and they figure it out, obviously Roderick is just one of the most dynamic running backs we've ever seen in the county. And I've seen Reggie when he was in high school and and things of that nature and just everyone that – runs with that Ricky Williams and those guys back in the day. But when, when you see a team that takes away when they're put 10, nine guys in the box and they take away Roderick, do you think Lincoln, I know Lincoln's, they got some dogs on the outside, a receiver and QB and things of that nature. But do you think if someone takes away Roderick that they can still make enough plays in the passing game that when these teams take away Roderick, they'll be able to pass just enough you know, to advance or to be the team that's on that same level that has the equal amount of dogs that they have? Um, I think they can. Uh, we saw it early in the game uh, against Cathedral. They uh, had some success in the passing game uh, in the first and second quarter. Um, but then you did see Cathedral play a little tighter on their receivers, didn't give them space uh, for those 10-yard curls that they were getting. So I think maybe that could be an issue um, if teams play tight on their receivers. Uh, but I think that they can pass enough, like you said, uh, to stay in games in the playoffs. And then, you know, we talk about, you know, can someone stop Roderick? I, I think this is probably his biggest test so far would be this Cathedral defense, and yet he still went off. And, you know, it wasn't the modern-day type of performance that he had, but, you know, he still went off. I mean, I'm not saying he's Superman, but I haven't seen Superman bleed yet, so I think he's got superpowers at this point. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure that there is a team yet that, is on Lincoln's level when Roderick has his day. Maybe he has that off day and then it puts forces them into a close game. But at this point right now, I think Lincoln's kind of separating themselves from the rest of the pack. What, would you kind of agree on that, Devin? Yeah, I would. And in that game against Cathedral, 
you saw times where Cathedral was, it looked like they were going to slow down Roderick Robinson. You know, he'd have three or four, one or two yard runs in a row. And you're like, okay, they've, they've kind of figured him out, but then he'd bust a 25 yarder and then yeah, he'd bust exactly. a 15 yarder. So I think, can anyone really slow him down? I don't know if that can happen. You know who he who reminds me of you guys is when I was in East Texas. He reminds me of like this is probably a little bit before you guys before your time, but he reminds me of the Tyler Rose, Earl Campbell. He's because he's big and, and and he's just he and he's fast. So if you watch Roderick, if you ever went go back and look at some film on Earl Campbell from back in the day, Roderick is fast. He gets to the next level and he's really really fast and he gets to the next level and then he's on top of you. And if you get in his way, he's gonna run you over. And he's fast. So he reminds me a little bit of Earl Campbell and a little bit of Barry Sanders. Devin, what, who does he kind of remind you of when you, when you look at Roderick play? It could be an older running back or, or someone that's playing today. Who do you think he kind of looks like? I'm gonna say, I mean, he's kind of a mix in my eyes of like a Derrick Henry type and then maybe a faster running back like Reggie Bush. I think he has both qualities. I think he can run between the tackles and, and run somebody over. But then when he gets to the outside or gets in space, he has the agility to make guys miss in open field. So I think he's kind of a mixture. I think he's like that all-around back that uh, you would want. There you go. You said, he said, you said Derrick Henry and Reggie. I said Barry and Earl Campbell. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Perfect <laughs> blend of everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Old school, new school. There you go. All right, well, uh, thank you so much, Devin, for uh, your Game of the Week coverage for Lincoln and Cathedral, and we look for another great game this upcoming week. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, Dev. See you later, bud. Thanks, bro. So now we move on to our North County Game of the Week, El Camino oh. 23 mm. against La Costa Canyon 20. We've seen this El Camino team plenty of times, Nick, where you know they're in every game, and mostly because their defense puts them in positions to be yeah. in every game. What was kind of your big takeaway to where they upset uh, a very good LCC team? Well, Right off the bat, when we, I talked to Coach Sovacool during our pre-PPR, he had talked to me, this is the, El Camino has the best offensive line on both sides of the ball in the county. Like, they're just their size. Yeah. They pass the eye test. So when you hear that from another coach giving another team props three hours before kickoff, you don't see that often. You know, I'm like, oh, they're going to downplay. Oh, they're good. We're going to take it one game at a time, et cetera, et cetera. But Coach Sovacool, he kept it 100. These kids across the board are really stout. And they were up, I believe LCC was up 20 to 9, if I remember correctly, in the third quarter. And then Coach Hobbs kind of flipped a switch to kind of, they got going. And then they flipped it, and then they, they went to the ground game, because they were trying to do some dink and dunks. They went to the ground game, and Zerio Eatman, he started eating, no pun intended, <laughs> but Eatman started eating. He started getting going, he was getting some chunk plays, and he wasn't getting those earlier in the game. Then they scored, got the two-point conversion, then they were right back in it, it was 20 to 17. And so they kind of, their, their line, kind of took over and I think that's what Coach Sovacool was worried about is Coach Hobbs wearing him down on the offensive yeah. side of the ball and their D-line because El Camino, the Wildcats, they got some straight dogs. Yeah. I mean, they got, some, they got some boys up front and they're, they're people movers. And that's what Coach Sovacool was worried about and then that came and, you know, into I think, play. I think, you know, I think I might be wrong on this, but I think they've been, when they win their games, they've been ahead. So for me, it was surprising mm -hmm. that like, you know, because we know they have the good defense. We know they have the good guys on the inside. But, like, to see them come back and win the game, especially just on the ground, too, yeah. that's, it. that's a very impressive win. Yeah, because um, they're, they're not built. He, I don't think Coach Hobbs doesn't want to play he, chasing because yeah. they don't sling it around a lot yeah. like Carlsbad does. So if they get down, you're like, ooh, we, gotta, we like to run the ball. But when you're chasing, you kind of, like, that's hard to run the ball and then playing catch-up. They just kind of stick to the – they stuck to their game plan. And they ran the ball like you said, and then they caught, they popped a big one. Then they 
then they just kind of took over from there. But yeah, it was just the way they're built. It, it, you would think that them chasing, they wouldn't come back. But in the fourth quarter, they just kind of, it was right there, and then they ended up just kind of Ding up one last time at the end and holding them off. Yeah, with it was the, a really good. It was a really good game. It was Tate Reed with the yeah. game ceiling interception. And then, and then Connor and a, and a Cherico. Connor came back. He had missed the last three games yeah. for LCC with the, uh, with a knee injury, so he came out there with a brace. But he looked good. He was hitting these little pop passes, little play action passes, and they do just enough with with Mays, the running back. He, he ran just enough to open up with the passing game, and then they would hit, and then Connor would go deep. And he's got Ladd, and he's got Fromm. And those, those two young men are really tall. They're about 6'2", 6'3", and they can go up and get it and make some plays. They're athletic. So for them to jump out early, I wasn't surprised. But then when El Camino did come back and run him into the ground, that, that was pretty shocking. That's why I was kind of surprised that, you know, because Connor did come back this week. I was almost anticipating yeah. LCC was going to go back to being the team that we saw them beat when they, when they beat Del Norte. Yeah, because they had Splavic yeah, when so he was there. From El Camino's perspective, you've watched a lot of teams in the North. Where do they rank as far as the teams in the North? Because, you know, they've already lost their game to Carlsbad, so it's going to be hard for them to win the Avocado League now unless LCC goes and upsets Carlsbad. Where do you see this El Camino team going? They're probably not going to be in the Open Division. They'll probably be in D1. They'll probably be in one. Can, can, yeah. can they go and win that CIF title this year? Do you think they're, they have the guys for it? They do because they, 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 have, they have the eye test. Their, their line is they're just so good in the trenches, and they're good, at, they're good at quarterback. They're good at wide out. Tate Reed is a two-way player. That young man can go yeah. on both sides of the ball. And they and Mr. Eatman, he runs the rock. And they're, they're good. And then Coach Hobbs plays defense. They play sound defense. They don't make a lot of mistakes. And they play well enough to where they're not going to beat themselves. They run the ball, so they're going to kill clock. And I, I can see them making a real serious run, a real serious run. And what we saw, Carlsbad is, you know, everyone's, you know, darling at the dance with, you know, Julian Sand and Zach Marshall. And it all they got some dogs. And yeah. they, they run around and they spread you out and they do everything. And they play them to the wire. I know. And they play them to the now, wire. Now, it, it was a game without Zach. Right. And I think Zach does have that type of impact where he is a game changer. But still, nonetheless, but still, they, he, were they went out game. there. Yeah, they were right we, there. We were exactly. told that, like, El Camino very could easily have won that game. Yeah. And we've been saying that for a while now. Yeah. So, yeah, big And Carlsbad is a winner. I mean, a couple, you, you know, games were, you know, the, the, the modern day game, or they could be, because they're sitting at what, four and one right now, right? Yeah. They could be, I mean, they could be three, no, they're four five, and one. Five they and had one. a bye. Five and one. Now. Right, they're five and one bye. That's right. They had their bye the first week of the season. So they're five and one. But they could be mm, three and two. Yeah. They could be, because, I mean, modern day had them on the ropes. Yeah, but I think the difference is, is, is that Carlsbad has been surviving those. Yeah. You know, that's and that's that's all that matters at the end of the day is getting the W. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm just saying there's a play here or a play there where, yeah, sure. where, where Carlsbad, we wouldn't be talking about, like, they're at the top just yet. I mean, with the cream of the crop. They're obviously their cream of the crop, but I'm saying it'd be a little bit of a tighter race as far, you know, the way it's sitting out right now, though. So I also have some apologies to make towards the Mar Vista team. Oh, the Mariners? Yeah. Can't hate on the South Bay. They're, hey, they're a drag. Let's go. I wasn't hating on the South Bay. I was I giving know, the love I'm to giving Benita. You, I'm, giving you, the, I'm they, giving you the business. Mar Vista I'm rightfully so was dragging me on Twitter because I said, <laughs> I said I'd be shocked if they if they beat Benita in this game. And they went out there and put up 49 points and beat them 49 to 14. Uh, the biggest player was Alec Wojcik. Uh, 346 total yards, five total touchdowns, an incredible performance, and I think it sums it up best in his post-game press, uh, post-game interview. He talked about his O line. And it was a huge win on both sides of the ball. Like we were talking about it at halftime. Who did better? Who's doing better? Offense, defense? No, it's a team. It was a team effort. My line, amazing job. This is the best game they've had so far. They held it down for me. 
They opened up holes for me. They set a pocket for me. Without them, there's no win. How that was the best game they played all year because mm -hmm. we've seen games where the O-line wasn't there right. and their offense just couldn't get going. Right. And those guys stepped up and then look what he did. And, and Alec, if you keep him upright, that young man can sling yeah. it. We, I watched him he, play last year. I think he year, broke one off it, for a rushing touchdown yeah. as well. He's and very he, athletic. He's very athletic and he can sling it. If you keep him upright, he, he can sling, he can sling it around the lot and yeah so coach you know coach um, Arciaga down in Bonita I mean that I, I wouldn't I didn't see that one coming no. like you said you they were getting dragged good, on Twitter they came off a good win they came off a big win Marvista and I thought I thought I thought maybe you know a really good game but not not the way it went out where they blew him out like that I didn't yeah I definitely didn't see that and one coming it, the really big thing was from both Fertig he said that was the best game I've seen Marvista play in a long time and they look like just. It almost looks like an entirely new team the way they played. So, you know, I think they're emerging as D5 contenders now. You know, we'll see. They still got to keep this up. You know, they got to put on back-to-back -back performances and keep going. But, I mean, if they could play like they did this last Friday night, yeah. Mar Vista could be a very good yeah, team. Yeah, the Mariners, the yeah, they're out there. Yeah, they, they did work the other night. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they, yeah they, they could be right there in the mix for sure. <laughs> and then uh, a couple quick ones here. Uh, we've been waiting forever for the City League to get going because so many of these teams, UC, Mission Bay, Point Loma, uh, Morse. They've all been playing very well and very good offense. That UC team, you're talking about good offenses. UC scores what, like 40 something a yeah, game? I mean, just off the top of the head, uh, not actually looking at the stats, but every time I look up, 40 something to 40 something, or they give up a lot, but they score a ton, it yeah. seems like. And I, I went to go watch uh, Bishops this last, on Saturday, play, and for them to beat that Bishops team, that Bishops team is a very good team. And they, you know, it came close, it came down to the wire, but um, this, this UC team, I don't know if they're getting talked about enough. They are very good offense in yeah. this county, and they have so many weapons. They got some dogs too. So Harris, Ladainian Lawrence, and then obviously Sam Cooper, Jackson. I, mean, I know. I just, they, they got. I mean, they got dogs. Yeah, <laughs> they got they, some. They got some straight dogs. They're incre incredible. Yeah. Uh, Dre Gardner had a uh, kickoff return for a touchdown, a pick six, and a receiving touchdown. So an all-around performance, mm -hmm. and it seems like they're getting that from a lot of their guys on their team. Uh, and it's something we need to see more from the city league is these matchups coming up. Because uh, really it's starting to look, you know, I'm not going to put Morse out of it just yet because we know how good they are. But it's really starting to look like Point Loma versus UC is going to be the matchup to see who takes down that when is it, When is that one actually in a couple weeks? I think it's a couple more weeks. Yeah. I, don't, I don't believe it's this week. Yeah, that game's going to be off the chain. And then uh, we need a shout out, obviously, Mount Miguel. The Matadors. 51-6 uh, to six against Monte Vista. Matthew Barton, six touchdown passes for Mount Miguel. Really just an incredible performance, um, you know. How, what do you got to say about the team from Spring Valley, man? Matador is doing their thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that, and that's a, that's a rivalry game for you to win 51 to 6 against your rivalry. Because I think Mount Miguel and Monta Vista are separated probably by, by five miles, I believe, right there for, in Spring Valley and Spring Street and right there off the 94 and all that. They're separated, like, they're really, really close. So that, that's a big win for them. And like you said, the mats are, they're flying under the radar. Mats are flying under the radar, kind of just doing, doing their thing and, and getting after it. Yeah, six tubs. That that's that's like what seventy five fantasy points. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, he was he was very impressive. Uh, I believe we had him as our top performer, or one of them. I don't think yeah. he won this week, but just an impressive performance all around from the Matadors. Yeah. Um, and I guess we could get into our top tens right now. Uh, for myself, I have Lincoln still at number one after beating Cathedral. Cathedral drops down to number three, and I have Carlsbad taking the second spot after another impressive win for Carlsbad. Uh, I still have Madison at four, Helix five, Powick six. They didn't move. Uh, Point Loma goes up one for me, up to seven. Modern Day goes from number 10 to number eight. I have El Camino, uh, who was not ranked, going to number nine, and then Granite Hills at number 10. 
I think I had uh, yeah. Granite's been on a good one. Granite's been on a good one. I remember. Just, I didn't mean to cut you off. But no. On the North County game of the week, I believe my first game of the season, Poway yeah. hosted Granite, and that and was Granite a surprising one because yeah. it, it came down to the wire. Yeah, though. that one came down to the wire. I mean, I think it was twenty-seven to fifteen, or it was a twelve-point game, but it was a lot closer than the final score indicated. I think it was a ten-point game or a twelve-point game when it was all said and done. But Granite was right in that game, and for them to come up from El Cajon to come up to Poway and play on the road in a hostile environment right out the box. And Granite played them tough, and Granite's got some dogs on the outside, and they can sling it, and they got some weapons. Joaquin Thomas, that young man can go. It's a, you, I, I, I like you putting them at 10 because, like I said, they started out 0-1, now they're 4-2, and yeah. so they've ran off a few and, in a row. And, you know, the other loss was against Madison. Right, and, they, and Madhouse and is they off were, the chain were, right now. And they were up on Madison. Yeah. Madison had to come back in that yeah, game. Yeah, because that one was a 15-12 final, yeah, Brandon, wasn't it? Brandon Stone came back saying how impressed yeah. he was from Granite Hills, so yeah. I, I have to put him in there. And that's really why I dropped Mira Mesa out of my top 10 at the moment is because of the performance against Madison because we just saw Mira Mesa lose to Madison. Um, and they kind of lost their t- two biggest tests of the season against them and Helix. So really, I think Granite Hills deserves the right to be in the top 10 based on that reason. I, I'm going to fight you on this one, though. I, think I know. They, I, I know. I, I, I got it. I'm, I'm a North they're right County there. guy. I got, they're right I, there. My man, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> the, yeah. Mount Carmel, I think, needs to be in that mix. I mean, especially what how they beat Rancho Buena Vista. Rancho Buena Vista yeah, was undefeated. That was very Mount Carmel's on a good one. Josh Bell's doing his thing. He's he's slowly becoming he's, one of the best quarterbacks in this county. Dude, honestly, hey, he's every he's single doing week. It. If you watch his play, he just makes incredible. And throws you, when all you the look, time. I watch Mount Carmel, and you're like, oh, okay, you know, they're gonna go out there and do their thing. But then they're faster yeah. than they look, and you're like, ooh, that dude's getting behind him. Like, ooh, Connor Bernal touchdown. You're like, ooh, Josh is slinging into Drew Ventimiglia. Ooh, like they got weapons, and you, you're kind of sleeping on them. You're like, oh, they don't pass the eye test. These kids don't look like they're they're. They're, they don't pass the eye test. They're, they're, they don't look like they're fast, or they don't, you know, just whatever the, you know, whatever that case may be. And I think so many, but, so many people only look at the highlights on PPR. Yeah, exactly. So we only see the offensive stuff. I don't, I don't think I've seen many pick sixes from them. But their defense is really, it's, it's really, really good. good. That's why I think Mount Carmel needs to be. I would say they need to be that. I honestly. I know, I, know, there, I know that I know modern day's got dogs and modern day's played a really good schedule, but I, I just can't see modern day being in there at two and four. And I had them, with outside, Mount I had them outside for for a while. Right. But I just think I know they scheduled up this year, yeah. but I think Mount Carmel needs to be in that mix. In I, in I, that mix. I'm kinda right there with you. I yeah, so I mean <laughs> and I'm, I'm a North County guy, and then, you know, South Bay in my heart, North County's where I work. But Drew Wrestling, Bradley Cooper, I think needs to be, I think he needs to be, I think he needs to be in there. That I'm just, well, yeah, they're going to have a go. tough test down the stretch as well. They got uh, Poway coming up, which I'm pretty sure we're all looking forward to that game. Yeah, that game's going to be off that's the chain, be a too. Great yeah, one. that game's going to be off almost the chain. certainly that, you'll yeah, be there. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then so now we preview the next week's uh, games, and we start with game of the week. Another big test for Cathedral Catholic as they host 6-0 Madison, another huge Western League game. Um, You know, Mm. we we looked at Lincoln when they were playing them and said, all right, it's probably going to be close because both defenses are really good. Same thing kind of goes for Madison here. Maybe Madison doesn't have that big player on offense like Roger Robinson, but they still got guys, Jake Jackson. The Dons, the the best way to, to beat Madhouse is to run the rock and keep play keep away because Madison is their quick strike. Yeah, I, they I would equivalent Madison to Carlsbad. Yeah. Five yard hits gone for ninety five yards because they got dogs. They got they got some riders. And so I would think Coach Doyle needs to play run the ball, 
They, they need to just play it like El Camino does. They need to run Will Bond. They need to run the ball and play keep away yeah, and keep Madison's of. offense off the field. And I think that game, if that game's like in the low 20s, like maybe in the, in, in the teens, Cathedral's got a shot. I think if it gets to where Madison wants to sling it around the lot, I, I think Madison gets them. I would say I would say that too, but I, I think Madison's also got a chance here, even if it is low, because of that defense. You know, the Dons can very well control time of possession, but we've seen time and time again this Madison defense will make the big play. A fourth down stop when they go for it, they always make it. Third down stops, they seem to always get. They always get those interceptions that are crucial. I think this Madison defense is extremely underrated because. It, they, they turn the tide. And we've seen it in close games all the time where it's like Madison got turned the tide, they go down, they beat Granite Hills. Yeah. It's, you know, it's tough to test this one out. I'm guessing I agree I'm, with you I'm guessing I'm leaning towards the Dons because the Dons yeah. could have just drove down and, and tied Lincoln at the end. And, you know, pick six obviously changed that. But I've also been riding high on Madison since the seven on seven. I came, I came to talk to you. I was like, these guys are for real. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one's going to be a good one, man. And it, so many implications for the open division as well. Because um, Madison, I mean, if they pull this off, they're, they're right in there. And they deserve to be in there. Um, and then we've moved to the game you will be covering, the North County game of the week. The 5-1 Mount Carmel Sun Devils at 3-3 three three Del Norte. You got to see Del Norte this year. I believe it was the RB game where they got upset. Um, Del Norte, to that point, was off to a very hot start, though, 3-0. They now lost three in a row. What is kind of your big takeaway from that game? Because you got to see them both those two teams play. Del Norte's got Del Norte's got some kids that can yeah. go. They, 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 that, that's love the quarterback. Schneider. Love, yeah, Schneider's nice, and the young man, the sophomore, uh, Olson. Ty, Ty, yeah, Olson. Ty, Ty Olson. Highlight reel every week. That, that young man, that every week, tenth grader, he's out there balling. Yeah. I saw him in person when that game went to the wire against RB. They made play after play after play, <laughs> and for that young man to be a sophomore, and I believe Schneider's a junior. Yeah, I believe so. And so Coach Cole's licking his chops that he's got some talent, you know, still going to be. Because Del Norte will be good next year as well. But Mount Carmel, the Sun Devils, that, that's, going to be, that's going to be a good game. Mount Carmel's going to go on the road. I don't think that will affect them much. It's a hop, skip, and a jump from their campus. Yeah. But Westling, when Westling, he's an offensive-minded guy. So when they took away Rancho Buena Vista's running back, you're a young man. I would yeah, choose Trapasso. Trapasso. They took away Trapasso. They, they, he showed me something that night because I didn't see Mount Carmel going into Rancho Buena Vista. I believe that game was at RBV, right? Yeah. I didn't see Coach Wessling and them getting beating them like that yeah, and, and taking it was on away both sides Trapasso. Of the ball too, yeah. yeah, they, they defense they, yeah. stepped up so much and the offense was just able to. But that's what I'm saying. I'm shocked that I was shocked because Wessling is an offensive guy, yeah. and for them to just to go in there and dominate the way they did, and now they're going to Del Norte, and Del Norte is pretty balanced. I think I think that's going to be a pretty good game because Del Norte can run it because they got a really good running back as well, and they can pass it and they can sling it, and they're pretty balanced. So I, I think that's going to be that's going to be a really good game. I think that one's like 24-21, It feels like that one that Del Norte's got to have it, right? Oh, you they got to have it. They're three, three up and three down. And then three down. You know, I feel like they they have to have that chip on have the it. shoulder. You know, got to have just like the just like the Raiders yesterday. Yeah. They had to have it. They couldn't go on four. You know, they could play spoiler in this Palomar League for Mount Carmel because right now Mount Carmel needs to keep the pace with Poway. Um, and really, you know, I believe uh, RB is 2-0 as well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they, they can really play spoiler cause, because they have lost, I believe, two games now. So this is a huge test for them and, you know, huge way to kind of stick it I to think, the, I, those honest, rivals. Chase, if I'm making predictions, because you know me with my guesstimations and predictions, I, I think that's a three-point game. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to pick the winner because I ride for both of my, my teams <laughs> in North County. South Bay in my heart, North County is where I work. <laughs> but I'm just kidding. But uh, I think 
I think that's a three-point game e- either way. I think that's a really, really good game. Okay. And I, I'll say three points. It's going to be a three-point finish. I'm not going to pick the winner, but I think it's a three-point game. Yeah. I mean, it, you'll get to see on Friday night. So yeah, that'll be the best part. Absolutely. So then we get the Jersey Mike City game of the week. Another City League uh, game. The City Boys is going to be 5-2 and two Morris at 5-1 and one Point Loma. And we've been looking forward to these games because of how high-powered both these offenses are. Really, all the offenses, Mission Bay, uh, UC, um, Point Loma, and Morse. The one thing I need to see from Morse is their defense because it hasn't been there. It hasn't been there all year, but their offense is so good that they put up 50 points every single week. You cannot do that against this Point Loma team because this Point Loma team on defense is really, really good, especially with Chase Lowry. If, they, if their defense can stop Point Loma, which I think is possible, I don't think Point Loma is some big dogs um, that they unstoppable offensively. But if they can stop them, they are very much in that game because of how much points Morse can put up on anybody. And just look at that team, just the boys from the peninsula. I mean, last year they had they, they couldn't field the team or whatever that was. I believe this, it was a couple, a couple years, years ago. ago now. But just, I mean, only two years removed yeah. from that to where to where they are now. Like, they're, they're five and two. And Coach Allen, it just... I mean, just like all of a sudden, they just flipped the switch, and they're like you said, Lowry is a dog, yeah. and they they got some they got some ballers on that squad too, and Morris has got some they got some riders on too. On offense, they're, they're, they got they some have riders. So many good they got players some riders, yeah. that just continue to put up ridiculous stats every single week. The problem is, is that when they go against some bigger teams, you know, they still put up 45, but then they they gave up 50. Yeah, and so that's what needs to change. If they can just step up this side on defense, which I think is possible, man, they have a chance to, to pull off the upset and, here. And point, like you said, point Loma's D is. Yeah, they're really, really they're, good. They're, they're, so they they're, have, you have to give that other side of the ball if you're going yeah, to be more. Yeah, and they're, they're really fundamentally sound. Yeah. And then Chase Lowry back there just kind of roaming like Troy Palomalu. He's back there. He's like he's <laughs> all Palomalu over the place. With a neck roll? With a neck roll, right. <laughs> but he's all over the place. He's he's down in the box. He's back out at safety. He's 10 yards off the ball. Then he's 20 yards back off the ball. He's all over the place making plays. Yeah. And, and, I mean, he had a pick six last week we used for one of our plays of the week. We just jumped the route and scored. I mean, he's, he's like a demon. He's all over the field. Yeah, and you is. have to account for him. And the, the pointer's defense is, is on point. For me, point. I, think, I think he's slowly or might even be on my silver picks component at this point. He's just been incredible on both sides of the ball. Yeah. But now we go to your South Bay, uh, the National City Mile of Cars South Bay game of the week, 0-6 Eastlake at 5-1 Montgomery. 0-6 Eastlake just sounds wrong, right? That, yeah, that just, it, it just sounds wrong that they're 0-6, and I feel like it's, it's one they just have to have it. Um, but that said, this Montgomery team. Montgomery's D. Their defense, I Ooh. mean, it's incredible. Yeah. Because they went against Mission Bay, and Mission Bay has a high-powered offense. And in that game, I, I forget the score, but I, it was like one I think score. it was 9-6 nine, six, nine, six, six or, some, or something, something like that. that. And yeah. it, that just that speaks testaments to just how good this Montgomery defense is. Coach McKay and Coach Dunkel and them, they just, they, they just, they're in the lab. Yeah. They're in the lab. And they just, they, they scheme you up and they look at your tendencies and they stop them. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm just keeping it 100. Eastlake is just down right now. I yeah, mean, they are. Eastlake was, Eastlake lost a lot from last year's squad. I mean, Trey, Trey White, right? Yeah. Trey is at San Diego State now. He was their go-getter. They, they they lost a lot and for yeah for, for them to be on six would be it's just yeah like you said it just doesn't sound right because they're one of the best teams in the South Bay yeah. year year in and year, year out, out ever since they became a school back in the day I think they the school came up in 1995 after I graduated from Chula Vista High in 91 so and that they, school they wasn't did, even a they, school yet they did play a great game against Poway as well they kept Poway a high powered Poway offense to a low scoring game it's there it hasn't all come together for East Lake it might come together this week who knows. Um, the one thing, though, is I think we're starting to see Montgomery's offense come around on the other side as well. Yeah. So 
That's, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, Montgomery team is very good. Yeah, so Montgomery's it's, it's very, very good. Tough test Montgomery's not flashy, but they get Ws. Yes, like they beat you 12-6, 9-7, you know, 10-7. Like they win low-scoring games, but they play D and they win games. And at the end of the day, you're, you're just stacking dubs. I mean, they're 5-1. and one, So, I mean, they, 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 they're in the lab down there yeah. off of uh, Picador and Palm <laughs> getting it done. And then to our El Cajon Ford East County game of the week, three and four El Cajon Valley at four and two West Hills. Uh, El Cajon Valley will be in the underdogs in this one because this West Hills team is a very good team. Uh, I believe Colin Dill is the one that leads them. Uh, but so far, El Cajon Valley is two and one in their league. So they are, you know, picking up a backstretch. They, you know, the teams that they played have been lesser teams. This will be their biggest test so far. But, you know, it's not out of the woods to say that they could pull an upset against West Hills. The problem is I always feel like whenever West Hills plays at home, they always win. I don't know why. I mean, they, I believe they got a loss to Point Loma it, this year. It's, there. Is, it, it's just, is it the Smurf turf? I think it's got to be, right? It's got to be <laughs> it's the that, turf. It's that, it's, that, it's that Smurf turf off of Mass <laughs> Boulevard off the 52. And, uh, you know, what still's only losses is to a 5-1 Point Loma and a 5-1 Imperial. So they are a very good team. Uh, and like I said, especially at home. So it'll be impressive um, if El Cajon Valley can pull off the upset. Um, you know, the fighting, have, the fighting have, uh, I, I'm gonna Abraham Muezzis. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I think West Hills will probably win this one, and El Cajon Valley reserves every right to drag me like Mar Vista did this week if they, uh, if they the pull The fighting Abraham Muezzis. <laughs> they might might rise up. But yeah, because that, that's a big game for them because if they win that game, they get to 4-4, four and four, and then West Hills will drop to 4-3. and three, yeah. Then it's... And, and El Cajon Valley would close, be three, you the three, gap. They would be three and one in their league. Right. It'd be big for them. Right. This and is and huge then you, you close them. that gap right there. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. 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 Mm -hmm. And some uh, final words. We have to always give congrats at the end. Uh, we got some hundredth wins. Guys getting into the century mark. Ron Burner, coach we all love. Hundredth win uh, for over at the El Cajon. Fighting Ron Burners. It feels pretty awesome. It was an ugly win, but it, at the end of the day, who cares about ugly wins, right? A win's a win, and we got it. Uh, man, 100 wins, kind of crazy, right? <laughs> and then uh, Troy Starr, his 100th win at Mount Miguel, and he gave a fantastic uh, soundbite at the end when he was asked. I mean, it, I don't find it really important. I don't measure myself against other coaches by wins. What do you measure yourself by? By height. Priceless. Perfect. Um, yeah, it was uh, so, unbelievable. Uh, congrats to them on their 100th yes, win. Yes, absolutely. Congratulations, and, coaches. You know, we expect uh, 100 more from both of them, honestly, especially with the programs that they're building for their schools. Absolutely. So. And Coach McNair as well. He got his 100th as well, I believe, last week. Uh, I believe a week or, uh, a week or two ago. Two ago. Yeah. yeah. So, a lot of guys hit the 100th mark, so yeah. it's awesome to see those guys that hit is. their milestones. That's good stuff right there for sure. All right, so that's going to do it for podcast number 59. We will see you guys next week.